0: Listen to God's Word for December 8th. Today's reading is Romans 9 through 12. May God bless this reading of His Word. Romans 9 I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying, as confirmed by my conscience in the Holy Spirit. I have deep sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my own flesh and blood, the people of Israel. Theirs is the adoption as sons. Theirs the divine glory and the covenants. Theirs the giving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them proceeds the human descent of Christ, who is God over all forever worthy of praise. Amen. It is not as though God's word has failed. For not all who are descended from Israel are Israel. Nor because they are Abraham's descendants are they all his children. On the contrary, through Isaac, your offspring will be reckoned. So it is not the children of the flesh who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as offspring. For this is what the promise stated. At the appointed time, I will return, and Sarah will have a son. Not only that, but Rebekah's children were conceived by one man, our father Isaac. Yet before the twins were born, or had done anything good or bad, in order that God's plan of election might stand, not by works, but by Him who calls, She was told, The older will serve the younger. So it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What then shall we say? Is God unjust? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then, it does not depend on man's desire or effort but on God's mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this very purpose, that I might display my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Therefore, God has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy, and he hardens whom he wants to harden. One of you will say to me, Then why does God still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to him who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make from the same lump of clay one vessel for special occasions and another for common use? What if God, intending to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the vessels of his wrath, prepared for destruction? What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the vessels of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for glory, including us, whom he has called not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles? As he says in Hosea, I will call them my people who are not my people, and I will call her my beloved who is not my beloved and it will happen that in the very place where it was said to them, You are not my people. They will be called sons of the living God. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of the Israelites is like the sand of the sea, only the remnant will be saved. For the Lord will carry out His sentence on the earth thoroughly and decisively. It is just as Isaiah foretold, Unless the Lord of hosts had left us descendants, we would have become like Sodom. We would have resembled Gomorrah. What then will we say? That the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it, a righteousness that is by faith. But Israel, who pursued a law of righteousness, has not attained it. Why not? Because their pursuit was not by faith but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, See, I lay in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. Romans 10 Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is for their salvation. For I testify about them that they are zealous for God, but not on the basis of knowledge. Because they were ignorant of God's righteousness and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law, to bring righteousness to everyone who believes. For concerning the righteousness that is by the law, Moses writes, The man who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down. Or, who will descend into the abyss? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith we are proclaiming that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with your heart you believe and are justified, and with your mouth you confess and are saved. It is just as the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Greek, The same Lord is Lord of all, and gives richly to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone to preach? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news! But not all of them welcomed the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. But I ask, did they not hear? Indeed they did. Their voice has gone out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. I ask instead, Did Israel not understand? First, Moses says, I will make you jealous by those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation without understanding. And Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. But as for Israel, he says, All day long I have held out my hands to a disobedient and obstinate people. Romans 11 I ask then, Did God reject His people? Certainly not. I am an Israelite myself, a descendant of Abraham, from the tribe of Benjamin. God did not reject His people whom He foreknew. Do you not know what the Scripture says about Elijah, how he appealed to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I am the only one left, and they are seeking my life as well. And what was the divine reply to him? I have reserved for myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. In the same way, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. And if it is by grace, then it is no longer by works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. What then? What Israel was seeking, it failed to obtain. But the elect did. The others were hardened. As it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that could not see and ears that could not hear, to this very day. And David says, May their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a retribution to them. May their eyes be darkened so they cannot see, and their backs be bent forever. I ask then, Did they stumble so as to fall beyond recovery? Certainly not. However, because of their trespass, Salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel jealous. But if their trespass means riches for the world, and their failure means riches for the Gentiles, how much greater riches will their fullness bring? I am speaking to you Gentiles. Inasmuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry in the hope that I may provoke my own people to jealousy, and save some of them. For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? If the first part of the dough is holy, so is the whole batch. If the root is holy, so are the branches. Now if some branches have been broken off, and you, a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others, to share in the nourishment of the olive root, do not boast over those branches. If you do, remember this. You do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. That is correct. They were broken off because of unbelief. But you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but be afraid. For if God did not spare the natural branches, He will certainly not spare you either. Take notice, therefore, of the kindness and severity of God. Severity to those who fell, but kindness to you, if you continue in His kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And if they do not persist in unbelief, they will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut from a wild olive tree, and contrary to nature were grafted into one that is cultivated, how much more readily will these, the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers, so that you will not be conceited. A hardening in part has come to Israel, until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved, as it is written, The Deliverer will come from Zion. He will remove godlessness from Jacob. And this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Regarding the gospel, they are enemies on your account. But regarding election, they are loved on account of the patriarchs for God's gifts and His call are irrevocable. Just as you who formerly disobeyed God have now received mercy through their disobedience, so they too have now disobeyed, in order that they too may now receive mercy through the mercy shown to you. For God has consigned everyone to disobedience so that He may have mercy on everyone. O oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments, and untraceable His ways! Who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been His counselor? Who has first given to God, that God should repay Him? For from Him, and through Him, and to Him are all things. To Him be the glory forever. Amen. Romans 12 Therefore I urge you, brothers, on account of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but think of yourself with sober judgment, according to the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and not all members have the same function, so in Christ... We who are many are one body, and each member belongs to one another. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If one's gift is prophecy, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is giving, let him give generously. If it is leading, let him lead with diligence. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Detest what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Outdo yourselves in honoring one another. Do not let your zeal subside. Keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, persistent in prayer. Share with the saints who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but enjoy the company of the lowly do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Carefully consider what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible on your part, live at peace with everyone. Do not avenge yourselves, beloved, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Thanks for listening, and join us tomorrow as we listen to God's Word. Questions or comments? Email us at info at Listen to God's Word